Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I have a special guest with me today, Jordan Simpson. Jordan and I met through the NCI space, and we actually just most recently saw each other at Coaching Con this year, which um, this is... Uh, Definitely given a little bit of a break of the podcast. Unfortunately, I uh, missed a few weeks of the, that with all the traveling things going on. But man, it was definitely worth it. I'm sure Jordan can say the same with the conference we went to. It's just amazing to meet a lot of different great people and you know other coaches and just also hear some other amazing speakers. But um, that's not what we're here to talk about today, though. I am glad to welcome Jordan on the show so he can help you guys out kind of with a little bit of what his passion, his story is. And we'll just kind of go from there. But Jordan, for those who don't know you, tell us a little more about yourself. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm the middle of five kids. Um, I grew up in Orange County, California. Um, I love playing sports and that's kind of what led me to playing hockey in college. Um, while that, while there, I took a kinesiology cause I wanted to do all that. I wanted to study, um, athletes and I still love it, but, uh, eventually was pulled more towards the health and wellness side with, um, a little mix of, uh, cooking that kind of led to it, the nutrition piece. Um, and all of it kind of tied together when I realized, um, I didn't really want to work. I mean, I enjoy working with athletes, but I really have more of a passion for the, I guess you could say lifestyle optimization or helping people really connect the dots. Cause for me growing up middle of five kids, um, low income family, uh, I remember my parents just wanted to put food on the table and mm-hmm. being part Hawaiian, um, where there was always about food. Um, and then my dad's side had, he had 11 brothers and sisters. So a lot of people, wow. so there's always, yeah, there's a lot of food all the time. Um, so there's a lot of those things that just growing up that, you know, it was just eat, right. We just wanted to, our parents want to make sure that we're um, happy and had full bellies. And as I got older, I saw, I was like, well, I'm not the only one that struggled with that. So I'm trying to connect help people connect the dots. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I'd love to kind of pick around a little more about that from like, you know, like you said, they like kind of growing up in the the family that, you know, it's always eat, loves to eat good food and I'm sure prepare a lot of really good food. So like, talk a little bit about that. Like, did, did that influence, like, like, were you kind of headed down the direction of, you know, being unhealthy, like growing up or was, you know, what, what did that look like? So I grew up, I was the chubby kid in my family. I was the chubby kid in uh, my, my cousins. And I remember, I mean, I was, I would eat more than my, I'm one on the younger half and I'd eat more than everybody else. And it was always a thing for the family to get together. And it's just, I mean, my mom's side of the family just did it Hawaiian style, big, you know, buffet style, all sorts of delicious foods. Um, and I remember one thing that still sits with me today. And that's kind of what led me to really focus on my health was my older cousin saying like, you're going to get, you're going to end up fat like us. Like this just happens. This is how it goes. And um, I, I took it to heart. And I remember, once I started getting more of the health and wellness coaching, I was like, that's, that's a piece that I always stuck. Um, but yeah, the food is always, I loved cooking too. I loved, uh, I grew up cooking, starting with like omelets and then I worked in restaurants. So that all kind of led to it I actually worked at Chipotle for quite a bit. And that taught me about more high quality foods, fresh ingredients, and then going into more of the nutrition coaching. And I, I have more of like the, I guess, holistic natural foods approach, um, 
both my wife and I have uh, made that a priority kind of naturally as part of our health. Um, and then during COVID, it was something that we were like, we really want to hone in on this. And um, so, yeah, and as I combined probably my whole life all into a few seconds there. That's <laughs> awesome. The nutrition, yeah. Yeah. And, and so you you said, I think you said it was your, your cousin that said that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so is, are you coming from like, you know, is, are you one of the few in your family that is now taking control of their health or is this like a generational thing or like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Fortunately, both my parents um, had noticed their health declining, I'd say 15 years ago. And they're probably some of the healthiest people I know. They swim every day. They took, a, uh, they aren't as keen with the nutrition piece as I am, I, you know, very traditional stuff. And they still love their old school foods. My mom eats ramen like every day. Um, but it's, it, I would say I was blessed with a, a family that, um, was always open. We were the only ones that really played sports. Um, in which I always think like if I hadn't had sports, I would, I would have been really chubby. Um, it was just a, a balancing act because I would run cross country, but I'd also eat a whole carne asada fries to myself. Um, so like those, I just never made, it made sense to me, but, um, the athletes, uh, came from my family. So we were fortunate to have a healthy lifestyle an active lifestyle growing up. Um, but yeah, food was, you know, Luckily, the activity was up here because the food was up there as well. Mm-hmm. And do you think though, like, I feel like I, and tell me if, you know, you've, you, I'm sure you've probably seen the same thing. A lot of times, once we start improving in one of those areas, fitness or nutrition, a lot of times the other side kind of follows a little bit, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think that's where like the athletes, athletic part helped the act, being physically active. But then I would also, it helped me be aware of my nutrition and I went down the road of, you know, I'm just going to eat a bunch of veggies. I'm going to try keto. I tried all the different diets. Uh, I tried the fasting. I tried, I mean, I tried it all, but it, I think it, had I not been aware of my health um, through physical activity, it would have taken a lot longer for me to be aware of my nutrition and how that was impacting me. And I think I always tell people, it's like, whatever you start to get interested in, keep going down that rabbit hole because you're going to continue learning more. Um you're going to do the research and you're going to find studies or hear podcasts about it. That's going to inform you more about it so you can make better decisions and slowly, but surely you start to make those decisions naturally. But yeah, I, I mean, as you start to work on one piece, all those other pieces really start to um, come to light. Yeah. And I love that you said that, you know, like finding what you love and keep going with that. Cause I feel like a lot of times, people either one, they kind of like fall into like the, like this, you know, they feel like they should be doing this or should be doing that and falling into like societal norms or what, you know, society shouldn't, you know, is trying to tell them they should be doing where it's like, if you find something you love, double down on that. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of people probably miss out on like reaching their fullest potential in that area, because maybe it's not like traditional, maybe it's not, you know, something that everyone else would be focusing on. But if, like you mentioned, if we focus on something we love and we're passionate about, it, it just takes the hard work out of it. Right. Like, I mean, we're no longer having like stress over things. Like if, like, if you love, like you, you know, you mentioned like hockey, like if you love hockey, you're going to want to keep pushing down that road Mm -hmm. versus if somebody says, Oh no, you should play basketball and you hate basketball. You're going to be like, well, (laughs) like, why am I going to keep pushing down this road? I don't want to do this. So like, I agree. It's finding what you love and keep pushing through that. Yeah. It definitely helps take down the resistance or you're more willing to push against the resistance when you find something that you love or something that you are really adamant about overcoming or learning as well, right? Like if you, 
I mean, we hear a lot of stories when we go to NCI about people and their their stories. And, you know, for example, if someone's um, parent was sick, now they want to over, you know, learn more about it so that they could help the world with it. So they have this passion for it that's going to help them, even though society might say, why are you doing this? There's no point in doing this. But that's how breakthroughs occur. That's how um, the best stories happen is because people focus specifically on that one thing or consistently, not just push hard, but they're consistently working towards that. And I think that's the biggest thing with health and wellness is people look for motivation to get to a certain spot, right? And I always talk is motivation is an emotion. Whereas if you find that momentum and consistency, you could turn it up and down. But as long as you keep that progression, you're continue learning. Um, you're going to continue learning about hacks or things that are working for other people that might fit you better. Or you might just find the research study that like really helps carry forward. I, I always tell my wife, i tell her a lot of different things but then once she hears it from some of her favorite influencers I was like oh isn't that weird huh and then also <laughs> she'll start doing it <laughs> yeah no you're right and and I think that's something that, you know good to touch on and 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 you had mentioned like the you said like the word like passion and like finding the things that you love and we've been kind of talking about that a little bit talk a little more about like 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 what got you into like the the coaching realm like I know it sounds like you know through like athlete the athletics field and like hockey and things like that like how did all this end up tying you into get, becoming a coach yourself yeah, so growing up, I played hockey, and that was my dream. I wanted to play professional hockey. Um, as I got older, I started going to school and studying it, um, and I would coach hockey, like coach the kids while I was doing that, while I was in school and while I was playing um, semi-professional hockey in uh, upstate New York. But once I transitioned into more of the health and wellness and kinesiology side, um, I really took, a, 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 I guess, a love for the body kinesiology and how the body moves. I was like, Oh, this is how we do it in hockey. And this is, uh, you know, hasn't changed. Our bodies haven't changed in years. So it's like this version one of anatomy is also the same as version 20 of anatomy. I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And I, I looked at is as, as if I could study this and I don't have a career in it, at least I have this knowledge that I could use for myself. And that's what started to kind of flip a switch for me. Um, then I took a nutrition class and then um, I worked at this awesome studio here in Temecula or Marietta, California, um, progressive health and performance that I learned so much. I got to work with athletes. I got to work with physical therapy or post-physical therapy clients, everything in between. Um, and that's where I started to see, oh, there's this need for the, what do we do outside of the gym? 167 mm -hmm. hours in a week, yet we'll spend two or three hours at the gym and say, hey, I'm healthy or hey, I'm doing it. Yeah, that's going to work for about a month or two. But then what happens when we don't take care of the nutrition or if we're not doing stuff outside? So that that's what started to pull me into becoming more of a coach. And as I say, there's a difference between a personal trainer and a coach. A personal trainer, I think, is more of that fitness side. Um, come to the gym the two, three times a week and I'll tell you how, you know, I'll push you. I'll tell you, make sure you're safe and do all that piece. A coach is going to understand your lifestyle. And that's yes. what I really took a liking into. I've always I mean, I, I dabbled with physical therapy for a bit. And realize like I'm not a big fan of this because uh, one they're coming in based off insurance how many sessions they get and two it's like you start to develop this relationship and they're like yeah it's my last session I was like oh that kind of sucks so if you get hurt <laughs> again I'll see you um, so I wanted to build relationships with people and, and that's what carried me to that next career and ultimately starting uh, be different fitness and nutrition with my um, business partner good friend Rudy we both worked for uh, progressive health and performance learned so much about it I worked with some of the smartest people. 
uh, we had NFL and Olympic athletes, we had physical therapists, like, and it was always like case study after case study. So we learned a lot, but the big thing for us is we wanted to be able to have a bigger impact than just the local people or in-person stuff. So as we started to build more of an online piece, we realized, wow, there's so much more to this. And that's where we ended up finding NCI. That's awesome. I, and I love that you brought up that point about, you know, cause I mean, I, I mean, I've had many people on the podcast and those who have done in-person training and those who have not. And I, myself, I had never, I've never been an in-person trainer. I started, you know, my own coaching, like during the pandemic. So that wasn't a thing, um, but at least not many areas. Um, and so I, I, but I like that you brought up the difference. Cause I think like a lot of people say, Oh, I, I just need a trainer. I just need to find, but it's like, like you said, like, sure. You can get some great workouts in with that trainer. But what are you doing outside of the gym? Like, mm-hmm. that's what's going to make the majority of the difference. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've even told clients. I'm like, like, honestly, if it comes down like a time crunch, like if if you're struggling to get to the gym and that you find like that's your one biggest barrier to keep beating yourself up because you can't do it. I'm like, let's just drop the gym for a couple of weeks and let's just walk. Let's focus on nutrition. Like we can move the needle so much faster by focusing on those things rather than like drilling ourselves about not getting to the gym t- twice a week. Yeah. And I think there's that mentality of the do more, eat less. Right. Mm-hmm. And I still have very old school clients that are still the same way. Uh, they don't want to talk about nutrition because they think they got yep. it down, but it's like, no, we got to do more cardio. We got to do more exercise. And it's, you know, two to three days a week. But then, you know, if you want to talk calories, you could ruin your whole workout based off calories with one Oreo. Like it's crazy. I mean, it's hard for people to conceptualize that. And once they start to realize, oh yeah, I should, you know, my sleep does suck. And all these, like really talking about the stress that we're putting on our body, like, how is this, is this really helping you towards your goals? And I think that's one thing, um, this last coaching con event helped me realize, like, as I'm, as I'm asking myself questions for my business and personal stuff, I'm like, um, asking my clients the same ones, like, what is, you know, not just your goal, but why is it important? How are you, you know, what do you stand for? When you do this, what do you believe in by making these choices? Because I think that's the biggest benefit when it get when you start to get into to, um, uh, fitness and nutrition is like, am I going to do, is this just a thing that I do uh, on the side to help me towards my goal? Or is this part of my lifestyle? And I think I just had a client talk about like, yeah, my, um, I was putting something up in the kitchen and I was like, wow, this is a lot easier. I was like, those are the small wins that you're going to realize like, the time that you spend in the gym is more than just checking the box for the workout, but you're going to improve your life so much more. And then that's where that momentum turns into more motivation. Now you're using your momentum to, to, uh, to motivate yourself. Well, wow, that was, that was cool. I want to do more of that, or that was cool. I want to be better at that. And I think, um, that conversion takes some time, but you just have to take those actions to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that you brought also brought up that takeaway from coaching con about having that clear vision and, and your why of doing all this. And that's something where, um, Chris, you know, who I'm working with now, like we, uh, the next, the day after uh coaching con was over with, we went and hiked to Camelback mountain and we like, just like, just got a good view. And we're like, all right, let's just talk about like, what do we want out of this? What do we want out of life and business and, and all of this together? And like, we both wrote like our own personal mission statement. And it's all something like I went back and talked to a lot of clients about that. I mean, I even had a client that this week, you know, she's been struggling a little bit with like, and I was like, I really think we need to go back, like take a couple steps back and take and really clarify what is our exact goal? What are we Mm -hmm. doing? Like why? And then also why are we doing it? 
Um, and she said she like went back to like, I just got a message to her right before I hit record here. Um, and she may be listening. Shout out to, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, and she said like, she had like a list of like 14 reasons why she wanted to be and like things she wanted to achieve. And she had achieved like all, but like two or three of them. And, and it's like, that's probably why it's like, we've lost a little bit of our visions have changed or we've achieved things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we do need to go back and revisit those things from time to time to see why are we doing this? And is it strong enough to keep us moving forward? Because it was like on those harder days, that's when you're not going to, that why isn't going to hold you over if it's not that strong of a why. Yeah. And especially if it's been a long time since you thought, thought about it, or if you've talked about it, right. When, um, when people sign up for, um, coaching they're trying to lose weight they have this pain that has really impacted them that like i need help i'm looking for it and then we talk hey why you know why do you want this how is this going to impact your life and you know in that moment they they have the emotions that are going to drive them they have that motivation and then they get in the thick of things in the routine and they know it's working towards their goal but sometimes they forget it and that's where it's just like um now it's just clockwork for them to check in i'm doing my stuff but why am I doing this again? Like when we could bring it back to the the mm-hmm. big reason, sometimes they have even bigger um, goals now, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's funny because at the the NCI event that back in 2021, the Iron Cowboy talked about climbing the mountains mm-hmm. and he would, you know, it's about climbing one mountain. When you get to the top of one mountain, you see an even bigger mountain. You're like, I want to climb that one. So it's good to revisit the why because I always, I one of my um, practices I have my clients do is right now, um, what is the best version of you that you see? What is like, we're doing everything. You've accomplished your goals. What does that look like physically, mentally? What does your days look like to give them that vision? And then to revisit that again, because like, hey, we're there now. What is the best version of you look like now? And then they're like, wow, well, now it's this, this, and this, because they hit that first best version of what they saw. And we're able to see the next mountain okay, now let's, let's, what do we need to do to get there? What do we need to do to get there? Because it's not just the physical and the physical piece of, you know, being stronger, looking better, but now they have more discipline in their life. Mm-hmm. And now they have more mental clarity or they have more patience. They don't get angry as easily. They're sleeping better. Their relationships mm-hmm. are better. Okay. Now that all these things are great, how can we keep that momentum? How can we keep elevating it forward? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that's funny. Um, this past weekend, um, just perfect example of this. Uh, one of Chris's clients, uh, she lost 110 pounds working with him, um, did a phenomenal job. And then actually she signed up for the, um, there's actually a transformation division of a bodybuilding show here in Michigan and she signed up for it and she competed this past weekend and she actually convinced he, he, he competed as well. Um, and, and they both did it together and, you know, she got to show off, you know, all the hard work that she's, she's done. I think, I think awesome. they said she got second place in it. Um, like, wow. just, crushed it and yeah. it was funny in, in the group chat later that day you know you know chris had mentioned you know what they had done and she piped in about it and she was just like all right what's next you know like, <laughs> like kind of jokingly but also kind of not like right like yeah. she's like all right like that's awesome but like what's the next big goal you know mm-hmm. and of course you know chris was like yo oh how about we rest this week right like <laughs> like let's just chill yeah. out for a little bit and but i love that that drive and like i feel like that's something where once you once you find like what it is like that, that drive inside of you to reach that certain goal, whatever it may be, whether it's stepping on a bodybuilding show, whether it is losing 10, 15, 20 pounds, losing a hundred pounds or, you know, competing in like a sport or something like that. Once you find that goal and you find like that, it's almost like a, I must want like 
I want to say compared to like an adrenaline rush of most, like, but it's yeah. like, like a stretched out version of that. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. like you, you find that and you just drill in on that and you get going on it and you're loving every bit of it. And once you're done, it's almost like you kind of come off that high for a moment, but it's mm. like, all right, what's that next big goal I'm going to chase yeah. after? Yeah. Because it's that journey that to get there, that was so exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's the most fulfilling part. And then when you hit that pinnacle, it's like, okay, I did it, but now I want to do more. Or what can I do next? Cause mm-hmm. I would say fitness is, well, health is one of the like best investments you can make. So it's like, you've been investing this time and effort. You're not going to quit. Now you hit your, mm-hmm. you know, you hit this goal you had and it opened up more doors. It opened up more doors for your mind and the limits that you thought you had are no longer there. So now what, what more can I do? You know, for, if it was, you know, weight loss, there's a lot of physical things that you can't do but you lose the weight and you're feeling better and now you're strong. There's a lot more physical things you can do. Maybe it's now hike Machu Picchu. Maybe it's go on the, you know, a vacation that you always wanted to that you, years, a couple of years ago that you would have never even considered. Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about health and fitness that people, they need to experience it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And we, I just had this conversation with another coach of the same thing as we set this goal, but then, we realize it's just opening up more and more for you. Yeah, it, it really does. And and another another thing that you touched on, which I really liked it, is kind of like once you find like this groove and you get yourself going in it, like, yes, there are times when you have to kind of like refocus and shift gears and figure out, you know, what's that next goal or, you know, figure out a new why and things like that. But I also think it's, it's a good thing to point out that it does almost become like clockwork and it does become something so easy. Like you had mentioned where it's like, you don't have to really start stressing that stuff anymore. You know, that's something um, Chris and I were just talking about this this morning. Um, you know, we both got back from um, vacations. He was gone for a week in Arizona. And I've, like I mentioned to you before we hit record here, I was in Arizona and then Colorado. So two weeks gone and we both came back two pounds lighter than we left. Like it just like, you know, like we're, we're both, you know, he was cutting for his physique show and I'm currently in a deficit. But I'll be honest, like I wasn't really trying that hard to lose weight when I was gone, but it's just like, you just start doing the things that a healthier person would do. You start yeah. choosing some of the different things on the menu, but, and you know, I still had, you know, the fried meal there, or, you know, maybe the, we went and got like frozen yogurt one night. Like we still did the fun things while we were out, but the majority of the time it was just like, not thinking about it, like, Oh, you know, I'm going to order a salad now. I need some micronutrients. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm going to, I need, where's my protein with this breakfast? Where's my protein with the lunch? Like you start making these choices almost like on autopilot mode. And I feel like that's almost just like when you finally get it, when you don't have to start stressing these things every single day and every single week about, you know, either one, like fearing that you're going to lose all your success or two, mm-hmm. having to stress staying on track all the time, 24 seven. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I noticed it. Um, uh, when, so when I started working on like my fat loss journey, it was making, trying to like force myself to make mm-hmm. those decisions. And then you go out with friends and you're like, oh, okay, I'll do the steak, the fries and the ice cream and pizookia mm-hmm. on top of it. But it's like, it's the fact that I thought about it is starting to make those moves. And then a year later, you, yeah, I'll do, you know, the steak with veggies and, but you're enjoying it. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I want that. Like, cause I know how the fries and the pizookia is going to make me feel later. I've experienced mm-hmm. that. But also if you're working towards a goal, like, and had those conversations built up, and it again going back to momentum momentum isn't just about the decisions you make but it's the thoughts that you have and as you get to that point of okay what's going to help me towards my goal 
or okay, I actually enjoy the veggies better. It it it's a cool progression that until you start make again making the taking those actions, taking making those thoughts, that's actually going to start to occur. And then you go down the line and three years from now, when you're on vacation, it's gonna just help you maintain wherever you're at. And it's also gonna help you probably enjoy your because when you come back from vacation, you're not going to say, wow, those fries I had at that dinner was so delicious. But there's times that you're going to have meals. Like, for example, my wife and I went to um, Pismo Beach, which is Central Coast, where we're at. And there's this place that has clam chowder. And I was, I've been, I'm in a deficit as well. So I'm tracking my food. And I was like, dang, clam chowder is not good. Like, it is very <laughs> bad. <laughs> and this is helping me towards my goals. However, now I'm one, I know I've never tracked clam chowder. So now I know. So I brought awareness to me, to me, but also I was able to enjoy that and kind of build the rest of my meals around it. I already try to really focus on, you know, as I tell clients, if you're on vacation, if you can focus on protein, great, that's going to be a win. So I did the same and uh, had the clam chowder, but it's all part of that balance piece. But going back to what we're saying is, yeah, you, you start to make those choices naturally because you know how much it's going to feel better, how much it's going to continue helping you and the benefits of it. You're able to weigh it out versus in the moment, the emotions of, oh, fries sound really good. Yeah, I'm going I'm to do the fries. And it's okay to have mm -hmm. those from time to time, right? It's going to mm -hmm. happen. But as long as we're choosing the healthier option more often down the road, we start to tip that scale in the direction of our goals. Yeah, exactly. And one thing you said, and I, and I, want, I want you to restate it because I, I wrote it down here because it kind of caught my attention. The, the piece about the momentum, you said it's not, actions but your thoughts can you explain that a little more i hadn't i'd, I'd never heard that before and i really like that yeah um i mean i'm a, I'm a big believer in our mind is going to help dictate how your body feels right there's been numerous studies of you know affirmations and i honestly i don't practice affirmations too often but i try to keep this positive mentality but when it comes to the momentum piece and when we're working towards something um in the example i i talked about earlier is i thought about having the the veggies or the fries i may i probably picked the fries early on in my journey but the continuous thought of having it it's always there that eventually it starts to navigate but if if i always ignore that if i'm always going for fries and don't even give my mind that option of what what is the possible healthy healthier option here then i'm always going to stick with what my emotions in the moment are because when i see food and i smell food and i I feel, I feel the food on my tongue, like all this taste, like all this taste starts to come in. We're like, oh, that, that sounds so good that I want that. But as you start to have that mindset, or if you, as you start to allow your mind to fight the battle with you, then you're able to start to take better action down the road. So momentum, in my opinion, is as long as we're adding that 1% or working that 1%, one, one of the practices that we do with our clients is um, we talk about the dial method. I think it's from precision nutrition, mm -hmm. but turning that instead of working on an on and off switch of I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to turn that switch on I'm on vacation. I'm turning that switch off. Instead, we have the dial of, you know, I'm super stressed right now. Um, works crazy. The kids started school. I don't know how I'm going to fit my workouts in. Let's turn it down to a one. What can I, what's the minimum commitment I, I have? Um, okay. I could go for a walk. I could at least pack our lunches for tomorrow. Like those are, that's our one. When mm -hmm. everything's firing full cylinders, 10, you could do it on vacation too. Oh, we have a gym at the, the facility or wherever we're staying. Um, the, we have great food options. Cool. I could keep it around like a six or seven, mm -hmm. or if we're somewhere that 
you know, it's all about fried foods and the ice cream. I'm going to turn it down to one and try to find something that's going to have some protein in it. I'm going to park farther. We're going to go for a walk on the beach, whatever, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do or finding what your one is. And I think that's going to help you keep your momentum moving forward. It might not seem like a huge impact in the moment. Like, oh man, I still, you know, we'll beat ourselves up. We'll beat ourselves up about some of the decisions because we know what we were doing before. We're going to constantly not compare ourselves to others, but compare ourselves to our best version. But we know that that's going to continue that momentum. But we have to have that that mental capacity to slow down and have those thoughts first before we just go based off emotion. Love that. And there's a couple. There's a couple of little things I want to re, I want to re- visit with that. But but first, just kind of like tying on to the the very last piece you mentioned about giving ourselves time to focus more on the more on the mental like the way we're our thoughts about the certain situation. But what about those who are struggling to kind of create that time to then go from like always action thing, I mean, taking action on everything, like every thought, or I guess that's you know, kind of thought and action, two different things here, but like those who are acting instantly for like it's an instant gratification versus being able to prolong that to start actually thinking about what is going to take them closer towards their goals. I think if you're, if you're making those um, instantaneous actions, that's okay. Cause that's your natural, that, your nature to do that in the moment where you want to revise, at least take a look back at whether it's after the meal, after the day, after the week, that's um, something, you know, I, you know, I think a lot of coaches have their clients do check-ins and you talk about what went well this week, what were challenges. Now we could revisit. We took that time. Oh, I, I really caved when it, we went out to eat for this, this, and this. And that's where it's helpful to have a coach or just someone to talk to that is um that that could help you with that journey or help you with that conversation so it's you're still having that conversation just might not be in the moment but now we start to close that gap after a while i had terrible i would say terrible but i didn't make a great decision on tuesday on over the weekend i man i could have done better there okay now moving forward does is that a meal that happens often how can we work around that because now the next time, okay, I get together. Maybe it's those friends that we always get together that have the, you know, we always go out to eat to the same place and it might not be the same date. So now we can say, okay, when I'm with that group of friends, how can I make a better decision just with my nutrition? All I want you to do is take a look at the menu and pick at least, or, you know, pick items that you think are healthy. Mm-hmm. If you can choose them, go ahead. Let's do that. If you don't feel like eating those, then you don't have to. But you're at least having that you're starting those conversations, you slowing yourself down and actually giving yourself that debate, that mental, that self-talk of what are the healthy options here? Okay, I can't like you're showing yourself there's opportunity to do it where before when you made those instant choices, you didn't even consider it. So it's like really breaking those down that a lot of people don't realize that how impactful that could be of organizing it mentally, showing that there's the options there. Knowing that I don't have to do it because you might have resentment. We're like, oh, I have to eat healthy. And then, you know, I know I have a group of friends like, what are you, what, Jordan, you don't eat that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but, um, but you're giving that self, um, having that confidence to start building into that. Right. And then, you know, next time, okay, maybe I am going to just swap out the fries for veggies. Maybe I will make this small, make those small changes. That's that 1%, turning the dial up and down. What are you comfortable with? But how are you progressing? there so yeah that's i that's how we would break it down of the people that are making those instant choices all right you know where were we making those because it's all it's 
it's easy. We are our biggest critics. So when we ask people, our clients, where do you feel you could have improved most? They already know. They already know where their biggest decisions could have been. And now, okay, let's break it down. Let's talk about those. Yeah. I, I like, I like that you talked about going back, like, like not, not always catching the things in the moment, but then reflecting afterwards. So then plan ahead for the next time it happens. Cause we all know, like, unless it's that rare, rare occasion that you're going somewhere on, like, you know, let's go, you want to like Bora Bora or something like that. Sure. That might not happen again, you know, at least, you know, multiple other times. But if it is something like the, you know, you're going out with a group of friends every, you know, every other week or something like that, you can plan ahead, plan it for the next time. So I think that's why I always say like, it's never a failure whenever you have like these quote unquote bad weeks or bad days, like, Look at it as, a, did you learn a lesson from that? Because the way yeah. I see it, if you learn a lesson from it, you're learning something that you can use for the future and and resolve that issue moving forward. And and honestly, it's almost a win in my eyes. Is like you, if you took a lesson from that, fantastic. Yeah. How can we control that next time? Correct. Yeah. And it's I would say failure is only when you quit when you don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But every time we have a struggle or obstacle or fall down, we can learn from it, and that's that's going to be the biggest win. Um and you know, that's one of the big things that we, so our, what we focus on as far as coaching, um, the four foundational principles that we uh, touch on are faith, fitness, food, and focus. And for us, faith is a big thing. And we talk about how God is always giving us adversity for us to overcome. So either we're not ready for something or he's building us stronger. And it, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with our, and that's how it transitions into our fitness and nutrition as well. Right. Um, we got to also revise. That's that focus piece of what went well, what didn't go well. And one thing uh, Bradley talked about is like how to get anything in your life. Number four is revise. Re- uh, how did it go? What can we do better? Mm-hmm. How can we keep progressing? And I think that's one of the biggest pieces for consistency and momentum that people um, overlook. And they think I just got to keep doing. I got to keep doing. I got. How am I going to repeat what I'm doing? But when they don't repeat, they don't revise and see. Hey, what? What? Why wasn't I able to do that? Instead, the next week they try to do, you know, push harder. Next thing you know, you're tired. Oh, I couldn't go to the gym when I wanted to. I'm going to have to go later. Oh, but I forgot my sleep. Now my sleep sucks. How can I go back and modify to make sure that I keep that momentum going? Love that. That's That brings up a really good point. And I'm glad you brought that up as well. One other thing with the with the dial piece, I want to, I want that does another piece I want to touch on. Cause I, I, I like that you brought that up. I'd forgotten about that precision nutrition um, topic there. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of clients and just general and people in general struggle is that all or nothing thinking, mm-hmm. like you said, like it's either on or off all the time rather than that dial. And I, and I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle with, like, you know, if you're going on vacation, there's no way to stay on track with things. So you're gonna have to just turn the dial off. Versus like you said, and I love how you even said, like, you can be a one sometimes where it's like, maybe you're focused on that, that one tiny little thing that you're going to do. And because I think a lot of people, they they feel like they lose that sense of control. Like I'm on vacation. I, I, I'm i not cooking in the meals. I'm at a resort. They're, I mean, I have to eat out every time, you know, but it's like, you mm-hmm. still have a lot of things inside of your control. And I feel yeah. like that's where a lot of people, they decide just to let go of it all versus I'm like, all right, cool. Like, could you control how many steps you take today? Could you control your water? Could you in control, like maybe we have, you know, dessert every other day rather than every day. Like it may yeah. not be like you said, close to that eight, nine or 10 on the dial, but how can we leave it at least on that one rather than zero? Yeah. And that's where preparation is going to be big, but also revision. Like on my last vacation, like if you look back on what did I do last time, 
right? What did I do on my last vacation? How can I prepare a little better on this upcoming vacation? Do I still have my long-term goal? Do I still have my why that I'm working towards? That's going to impact my decisions on this vacation. I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to have my adult beverages. I'm still going to mm-hmm. eat the delicious food and, you know, try food truck or whatever it might be. I love, I mean, especially when we travel, cultural food is like, that is, yep. those are the, the, the things that you talk about. But again, the sides that uh, come with, I'm not going to be raving about the French fries that were on the side of this incredible Hawaiian burger, whatever, you know, yep. like those are the small changes that we can make. Um and keep that dial up and down. But yeah, when we go with that all or nothing mentality, um, we have to kind of dig into like our identity too with it. Because I mean, I was the same. I It, t- it took me a lot of time to convert over like from that. I'm just going to go all out, right? Um, I, in my early 20s, loved to party, worked out a winery, um, hit up a lot of uh, music festivals, had a good time. I have no regrets about it, mm-hmm. but also from a mentality of looking, I never looked at my future. The future I was looking at, I was like, all right, what's the next show? What's the next thing I'm going to do? What's the next fun mm-hmm. thing I'm going to do? And now my lifestyle, my identity changed of, okay, I want to be healthy. I want to feel the best that I possibly can. I want to look the best that I possibly can as well. And also our, you know, I want to have a family soon. The things I do now are going to impact that future me. And so mm-hmm. finding that identity makes those choices a lot better. So, for example, if you're going on spring break, most people aren't thinking about their goals. Like if you're doing a, <laughs> a spring break party, your identity is like, I want to have the best time. That's you. That's what you want to do. And now if you have a goal of I have this physique and, you you know, you have those uh, quote unquote bros or chads and brads that go on those vacations. Yeah, they're still eating their protein and like, right, they still yep. have those goals in mm-hmm. mind, yet they're still able to party and do all that things, but they still are prioritizing they're getting their chicken and they brought their protein powder and creatine with them, right? That's what I'm doing on vacation now because I have those mm-hmm. physicals that I want to achieve and maintain. Yeah. And I, and I think it all, you mentioned also like identity, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I feel like something a lot of people just kind of like, you know, they, they don't really catch on to it. I think in the beginning, I think sometimes they're just like, this is who I am. Well, like that's your identity. Like in, and like you said, maybe your identity is the person who just goes out and enjoys a vacation at a hundred percent and doesn't hold back anything. And, you know, we, I think we all have phases in our life when that's okay, but yeah. as your goals shift, your identity has to shift with it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that is where people run into a lot of struggles because then they they're it's almost like they're holding on to that old identity and our brain likes to stay where it where what it knows right like it likes to keep that old identity it knows it's safe because it's lived there its entire life and the moment you start trying to change that that's when you reach that resistance and so that is when you have to start looking at okay what are some of the small things what are the one out of ten things on the dial that i can be doing every day to start changing and shifting that identity to someone who is on you know focusing more on their health and on their longevity goals rather than just living in the moment yeah. And I think a big thing is when those, when the identity um, is here and our, you know, our new goals or what we're trying to achieve is here because there's so much, there's a lot of like mental, emotional health that's going to be challenged through that shift, right? There's going to be a lot of friends that our identity um, really enjoys. Those are our people, but also they might not be the healthiest option. Now I have this mental and emotional pull away from that where, but I need, like, I, this is something that I want. And this is something mm-hmm. that I need to change. One of the biggest things to bring it all back to health and fitness, one of the biggest things that we could do is control how we move and what we put in our mouth, right? Mm-hmm. I, um, I forget the guy that talks about it. Um, 
but in one of the podcasts that talks, hey, what do you put in your mouth, um, how you move, and then how you think. Those are three things that we could control. And during that identity shift, those are th- three things that you really want to really pull into because your emotions are going to be tough. Your mental mm-hmm. health is going to be challenged. But if you're in the gym and working out, that's going to help with both of those. If you're eating good, healthy foods, more whole foods, um, nourishing um, ingredients, that's going to help with those. And if you could really balance those out, that's going to help with that shift towards identity. And now you go on that vacation and you're making those healthier choices because we chose to make those um, decisions earlier. Yeah. I think you also, that brings up a great point. Like you had mentioned, like do these things during your normal day to day. Don't try to be like, if you're not living a healthier lifestyle already, why? I mean, like, I'm not saying you can't try to start on vacation, but I don't know about you, but like, that's not the time I'd like <laughs> want to start making that identity shift. Like make that ahead yeah. of time, like start planning ahead. Like don't like, you know, it's just like the people that, you know, we have every year that I'm sure you notice around like right before summer, they come to you and they're like, Hey, I want to work on that bikini body or, Hey, I want, you know, I want to look good yeah. in, the, in my bathing suit for the, for the summertime. Like, that's awesome. But these things take time and not just from a physical standpoint, like physical body transformation, but also from that identity shift and mental transformation you have to go through as well to become that new person. Like we can't just like, I mean, that's why I tell people a lot of times I, I, I say, if you, if, if I snapped my fingers right now and you woke up tomorrow morning and had the dream body, the six pack abs and all those things, like, would you know how to even sustain that? Like how long would you keep that lifestyle? Because if your your lifestyle has to match your your body, correct. You know, yeah. a lot of times that's why I tell a lot of clients. You know, I've had a client, so not not a whole lot because the population I work with a lot of times, but this, that'll say like, you know, oh, I'd love to have a, you know abs, and I'm like, to be completely honest with you, a lot of times it's gonna take a lot more effort than you're willing to put in. Oh, not yeah. that you not that you can't. Like, there's a lot of people that are you know they are able to live a comfortable lifestyle with abs, but for the majority of people. It's are you willing to put in the sacrifice to get to the goals you're looking for? So I I think just the biggest takeaway with this that I'm trying to get to here is make sure your goals are in alignment with your identity and that all of them are in alignment with what you actually want out of your life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good way to, uh, I guess, question is like, do you want that six pack or do you want that image for this summer? Or do you want it for the rest of the summers? Mm-hmm. Do you want to also feel good throughout that time? Because, I mean, I tell people all the time, you could get there. You could get there if you want. It's going to suck. It's going to be <laughs> and you're, you're going to get to that beach. Yeah, you're going to look great, but chances are you're going to feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Or we can start looking better than we do today on that beach in two two weeks or two months. And then the next summer, you look even better. And mm-hmm. then when you're in your 40s, you'll probably look the best you ever looked or however, you know, down the line, yeah. how does that sound, right? Because we got to be able to take their goals and mentality. Because again, those emotions are going to, I want it now. It's coming up. Oh no, I'm running out of time. Well, yep. well, well hold the brakes, hold the brakes. <laughs> it's okay. And again, that's the all or, all or nothing mentality. I got to get there now. I got to do it now. And um, especially with, you know, society today, everything's so instantaneous. Oh, I could take this pill or I could do the surgery. I could, yeah, you could do all mm-hmm. those things. But how do you want to feel down the line? How do you want to feel? Do you want to be able to sustain that? Do you want to still be able to eat what you want? Because you could go do a 30-day challenge and lose weight and eat uh, rice cakes and uh, 1,000 calories because it, yeah. it, it'll get you there. But it's also going to really ruin it down the road. Just saying. And I think that's one of the things that NCI has taught us or really pushed is like, 
give them the truth. Give them what they want. Tell them what yeah. they want. Be honest, but at least you're helping them realize, hey, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's, and that brings up a good point. Like there's many times where I've had clients come to me and, you know, I, I, I've had clients that are like, oh, you know, I'm getting ready for a wedding. I want to, I want to look good. I'm like, okay, like, great. Like we can do the, we can take this a little bit faster if you'd like to, and we can get you, you know, looking, you know, the way you want to look on wedding day, but are you looking for just that wedding day physique? And then you're okay with maybe not being super sustainable. Okay. As long as we're, as long as we're both in alignment with understanding that's, that's our goal and that it's probably not going to be the most sustainable way. Okay. We can do it. Yeah. Let's do it. But then most of the time, once I have that discussion for people who are like the general lifestyle clients, they're like, oh no, I'd, I'd rather keep this off forever. And I always say to people, would you rather, you know, get the dream body you want in, in two months and, you know, push through it and get to where you want, but then struggle to keep it off for more than a year? Or would you rather take a year, two years to get the body of your dreams and never struggle with it again. Mm -hmm. That's the question you need to be asking yourself when you approach your goals and expectations for your results. Yeah. And, and with really anything in, yeah. in life, That's the process, true. the process it is to get that dream body that you're looking for is very similar to the financial or career goal, to mm -hmm. the relationship goal, the spiritual goal, consistent practice, turning the dial up and down. What can I do every day to kind of work towards it, whether it's small or big? And how can I sustain that? Right. For mm -hmm. spiritual, you could jump right into the Bible and learn everything you can. But after you're done reading the Bible, you're like, oh, I know all this stuff. If you don't apply it, you're not going to maintain that knowledge. With finances, I could save up. I could hit, you know, that one stock that's really going to make my money. But if I don't have good financial health or good financial um, decision making, I'm going to end up spending all that money. Yeah. relationships i could get really good with the relationships and actually i know that one's a little different but you could <laughs> as you practice relationships takes practice a lot with people but again the more you dig into it you could read all the books you could do all those things and have all this knowledge but if you aren't going to sustain it afterwards if you're not going to continue practicing it or build a foundation for yourself for your life then it's chances are you're going to fall off the cliff yep exactly Awesome. Well, Jordan, this has been awesome chatting with you. This has been a great conversation and I'm, I'm really hoping this leads a lot of people, you know, with just a lot to think about uh, during this episode. I think a lot of people are going to be reevaluating their goals, their why, and guys like just go back, you know, and I think this is almost one you'd want to listen to over again, like just because it's something that I know we touched on a lot of different things here and there's uh, really think about why you're in this in the first place. What do you really want out of this journey that you're on right now? And, you know, take a minute, you know, today, tomorrow to really think about those things. And Jordan, I, I always like to have my guests whenever I have a guest on the show, I always like to leave the listeners with like one or two tips for if, if they're wanting to start their health, weight loss journey, whatever their health may be, their health goals may be, what, where should they be starting? What are the two things they can start with? Yeah, I think you kind of touched on it, that, that why piece, um, but something actionable that you could do is write it down. I always tell people is like, we have these goals and things that we want to do that's in our head, but the moment you write it down, it's now a reality. You brought it into the world instead of just this thought. Take that thought or that that um, goal and post it somewhere that you could see it often because that's going to be that reminder, right? We talked about the food of having that conversation. If you start to see it, you're going to have those conversations with you more often. Uh, how many times throughout the day do you go and you want to accomplish something? You're like, oh, I got to do this. But if you don't write it down, it's on your head. You probably forget it. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens with our, with our goals. Because the moment that you write it down, now there might be another moment of like, okay, now how can I take those steps to, to break it down? 
And that would be the second thing is once you write that goal down, reverse engineer it, write that perfect, um, what is the the perfect Jordan look like? What does the perfect chase look like? What is that image that you have of once you accomplished it and now start breaking it down into something bite-sized? What can I start doing today? It could be as easy as those one. I mean, I'm sure a lot of, we always talk about like how it could be reading one page. It could be, re, mm-hmm. it could be getting in a thousand steps more than what you're already doing. What's just one thing that you could start taking action? Cause that's the biggest thing is once you start taking action, it's not the fact that you're doing the extra step or reading the extra page. It's the fact that you took the time to make that action happen. Mm-hmm. So write it down and figure out what's that one small thing. What's my one turning that dial down. Mm-hmm. What's the one that I could commit to. Amazing, man. This has been great. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on today's you. show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Um, for those who are listening and want to connect with you, where can they find you? Tell us a little about Be, Be Different and you know where's the best, best place for them to connect with you? Yeah. So um, most of my stuff is going to be on Instagram at Coach Jordan Simpson. You could also find my company, Be Different um, Coaching on Instagram. And again, we focus on more uh, faith-based coaching. So we have a really cool uh, Christian men and Christian women's Facebook group. So you could find those links um, on my Instagram. Um, or through the the be different, but uh, yeah, we like to just incorporate more of the spiritual health side of things. We really help people find those whys and establish their identity with themselves, um, and how that carries out to becoming not just a, a stronger body, but a stronger mind and spirit. Awesome, guys! I'll put all those links down in the show notes, and also Jordan, you sent me over the push-ups and prayers, a seven-day kickstart for spirit and body guide. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll be sure to post that in the show notes as well. Guys, go check all that out. Reach out to Jordan. He's a great guy and you can learn a lot from him. But again, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jordan. Thank you for having me, Chase. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.